0: You're listening to The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. In every episode, we will discuss the topics and trends, the issues and ideas, the challenges and opportunities facing senior business leaders today. This series is one more way we want to engage with our network of industry executives. Thanks for joining us. Hello again, everyone. You're joining us for another episode of Executive Platforms Blueprint podcast series, My name is Jeff Nix. I'm Head of Content and Research. My guest today is Puneet Shukla of Edgeverve. Uh, We're going to be having a conversation about building resiliency into an organization through a continuous and, in some cases, autonomous supply chain, which I think is a very timely conversation and an exciting topic. Puneet, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jeff, here. Thank you. Why don't we start off with, I know you're having a lot of conversations with senior supply chain
1: leaders. What, What are some of the things that they're coming to you with to discuss? Yep. What what we see really, especially on the supply side, uh, visibility is, is a very big area which all the enterprises are talking about. And if you see, most of the enterprises, they have a good visibility on the tier one suppliers. But if one comes to tier two and tier three suppliers, they don't have there. So I think they are also seeing in terms of how they can make the right investments to have that visibility for them so that they can make uh, a good call in terms of the overall supply chain. I think that's maybe one thing which which we see as a trend coming very, very strong. Uh, now, in, de- in addition to this, what we also see on the on the demand side, uh, the whole omni experience is also becoming very key for people because the consumer behavior is changing. What they want to do, they want to buy online, but go and pick up in the store. They want to buy online, but want to return at the store. Now, what does that mean for enterprises? That means all the demand signals, there has to be a seamless integration. So that's the second thing which I believe, you know, the enterprises are really uh, talking about. In addition to this, cost is always a concern. Ah, with this current current inflation, I think everybody is is really bothered about cost. So So that's maybe the third thing, which they want to make sure they keep the cost contained. But I think from the business point of view, the two big things what we see is they want to have much more enhanced visibility on their tier two, tier three suppliers, and they want to have a very seamless integration across the uh, the demand channels so that they can really help their customer experience. And of course, having that visibility does
0: feed into the larger topic of resiliency, which you know, it's always been important. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a supply chain conference that hasn't talked about resiliency, but in the last couple of years, it's become more important than ever. We're, we're living in this environment of constant disruption. Um, what are some of the pieces of advice you might have for supply chain leaders when they're seeking to build that new capability or enhance capability
1: into their organization? So, see, when it comes to the resiliency, I think the three things which are very key for any enterprise. First, what I just talked about, the visibility. And, and when I talk about the visibility from the resiliency point of view, it's not only just the visibility on the internal part, but it's also about the visibility on the external part. how your whole ecosystem of suppliers you have the visibility on that. I think this morning Fares actually talked about how PNG got really benefited because they invested in this visibility much more before COVID which was like a key success criteria for them to be so successful during COVID because they really have every visibility across their supply chain equity. Now, the second part is, once you have this visibility, how you really make sure there's a the right level of collaboration, because just becoming the visibility doesn't make you resi- resilient. You also need to make sure you have the right level of collaboration across this whole partner ecosystem to be resilient. So that's the second point. And the third, which is very important, I think technology has really evolved. So we need to make sure we leverage and use the technology in the right way to be resilient. So those are three things which I will say, you know, if people do it in the right way, uh, the enterprises should become uh, more resilient than what they are today, actually. Um, and
0: I can appreciate everyone is sort of fine-tuning and adjusting their strategy, one of the things that I know we want to talk about is uh, building some autonomy into a supply chain. I wonder if you could expand upon that for us.
1: Yeah. So so when it comes to the whole autonomous part, I think it's very important for all of us to understand the world has completely changed. There used to be a time when we used to have the data for the last year to, to give our predictions. But now that's not really the case. What you really want to see is the behavior of today. What is needed, when it is needed and where it is needed. Because if you don't have this visibility, then you can really go wrong on your predictions and you can be very late towards your consumers. So you want to be very proactive in terms of what your consumer needs are and not only what their needs are, When do they need and where do they need? So in order to make this really work, it's very important we are not doing our predictions based on a very old data. I think yesterday I was hearing somebody was saying most of the data, 75% data is no more relevant after 24 hours and almost 60 to 70% of the decisions you have to make within 24 hours. So if you look at this metrics, the way we used to use data to provide some of these predictions is no more valid. So that's where I think the autonomous becomes much more key for your predictions. And you really need to get the real-time data. I'm not saying you, know, you have to have the real-time data of now, but you can't base it on six months back actually. So you have to have almost real-time data, get that in, create the visibility, make the prediction, build a strategy in terms of uh, how you want to replenish, where you want to make your inventory available based on the consumer needs. And I think that's where the real uh, play of autonomous comes into. And And this is this is a whole ecosystem. You can't just do it, you have to build it. And that's where all our building blocks have to come together to make sure you are autonomous in terms of your strategy, but also in terms of your prediction and and, and the way you uh, try to help and, and solve problems or you got continue per se.
0: Now, I'm so glad you actually mentioned ecosystem because I think it's important to remember most supply chain leaders don't get to start fresh. Uh, there's an existing organization, there's an existing network, there's uh, an ecosystem of of different partners and suppliers internally and externally. Um, how should they be building autonomy and, and this sort of continuous mindset into an existing operation to make it more resilient?
1: That's a very good point, ben. and as you said, you do, these are not the enterprises which have come yesterday. They are running there for years, p 180 years, and they're doing this even before some of this was existing, actually, what we are talking in terms of the technology. So, so in this case, what's very important we don't have a silver bullet or a solution for for every problem, but what we really need to ensure when we are building or thinking of a solution, we also have to keep in mind all the existing investments which these enterprises have done. So we need to leverage them. But if we want to leverage them and we still want to become resilient and autonomous, then we need an over-the-top solution. And what does that mean? Basically, then, within on your existing investment, you have to bring a platform which is over the top, which can integrate these and build a network which you can leverage to do the right predictions at the right time. Uh, and then when you are really looking for these over-the-top solutions, you need to make sure they are very highly configurable. Because, see, a very large enterprise can have very good technology background. But some of your suppliers, they can be very tier three suppliers. They have no background on the technology. So they can send you data, which, you know, sometimes we can't think in terms of the data can come like that. So so that's where I think the, the highly configurable part of this over-the-top solution is very, very important. And then they should have the ability to harmonize this data so that you still can make meaning out of it. So I think that's that's the way I think you know they can build a network. They should look at your existing uh, investment, put an over-the-top solution which is highly configurable, and then you use the harmonization to bring the the right outcome for yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm so interested that you put it in terms of like you know this are some things they should keep in mind, things that they should be uh, learning about or asking about as they they choose what tool or solution might be the best fit for their organization. Do you have a few more of those? Like what are, if I'm a supply chain leader and I'm confronted with a a wide range of options here, what should I be keeping in mind? What should I be educating myself about as I choose what
1: is the best fit for me? Jeff, I think, you know, partly I did answer that in my, my, my previous question. Now, if you see the enterprises don't need to look for completely new things. What they really need to see in terms of how they can, build an ecosystem or leverage an ecosystem where they don't need to make a lot of investment, but still they can leverage everything what is there in the ecosystem. And and why I'm saying that, because companies like Edgeworth, we are investing to build these ecosystems. And enterprises have to make sure they look for these kind of solutions where they can onboard on these ecosystems, leverage what is already there, and then make a speed to market for themselves, actually. So that's how I see, you know, people should really, really focus on, because most of the enterprises don't have an appetite or time to invest to build these systems from from scratch.
0: As long as we're talking about digital transformation, tools, technologies, I do want to take a minute and talk about the people part of all this, because supply chain organizations are made up of people, their day-to-day job and their careers are going to be transformed by these tools. There can be a natural conservation, conservatism about that, but also it's a real
1: opportunity. Um, can we talk about that a little? Of course. I think the technology is going to be a blessing. See, if you go a couple of years back, what we were really looking for, what technology can do so that we can replace human. So it was more like if technology is able to do the work which humans are doing. I think the the, the whole scenario is changing now. What we are actually trying to enable, how human can use the technology, to do the things better and at much faster and bigger scale actually. And I think that's where the whole crest lies because once we are able to translate this to our people, this technology is going to help you what you do in a better way, but also much faster and more predictable, I think it will make people's life better. And then that's where I think the all enterprises will also become better.
0: I understand uh, EdgeVerf was actually recently voted a, a game changer for 2022.
1: What makes you a leader in this space? Jeff. you know, indeed, uh, these kind of recognitions are very, very, very much... Uh, making us uh, feel proud, but also they show in terms of there is a, there is a merit and there is an advantage in our solution. But for me, more than these recognitions, what I feel and what I also said earlier, the, the biggest thing for our platform is our ability to handle any kind of data. And I think that makes us very unique because some of these data providers, which are your suppliers, they can be from the underdeveloped market, They have no clue on the technology. And when they send the data, basically they are not thinking in your format, in your way of giving it. So we can really take the data process it, And then the beauty comes in, we have a very great harmonization engine. So we can take this data, but still make it more meaningful by doing the harmonization. So that's a very, very robust feature of our platform. Now the second part which makes us very unique we already have more than 2,000 plus uh, suppliers on our, our uh, platform. There are more than uh, 1,000 plus retailers whom we have onboard, onboarded, actually. And more than 2.5 million outlets, they are there on our platform. So if you look at that as an ecosystem, basically our clients can directly get a jump start when they onboard our, on our platform, actually. That's a very big advantage which I see when, when, when our clients uh, are, are using uh, Edgeware as a platform.
0: What are some of the competitive advantages an organization can build into its supply chain through being more connected and autonomous?
1: So I think the, the, the biggest competitive advantages which, uh, which our clients will have by using a platform uh, trade edge. One thing is, as I explained uh, earlier, We have already built a great ecosystem. So once they come on this, they already have a jump start compared to others. So they already have much better visibility on the internal and the external parties. So I think that's a very, 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 very key advantage. The other part is once you have this visibility, you can really uh, work on your replenish strategy to see you make sure the inventory is available where the demand is. Uh, which is a very big challenge for a lot of our enterprises, actually. I think those are, those are real big advantages which can put you much ahead in the game uh, with your own competitors, actually. When I think of digital transformation, I,
0: I think just about everybody uses the uh, euphemism of a journey. And uh, what we're talking about with EdgeVerb here, it's, it's really someone who goes along on the journey with you. I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about what that working relationship looks like between a supply chain organization and a partner like EdgeVerb.
1: So if I need to explain it in in one word, uh, the working relationship for us and our clients, I would say it is trust. All our 400 plus clients, they really trust in our capability and ability to solve their problems in supply chain and, and automation space. So that's how, that's how I say our working relationship is it expand upon the idea of trust, I think some of it has to be how
0: things get started. I mean, you're you're partnering with this organization to help them achieve great goals. What
1: does the early days of that relationship look like? Yeah. So see, what what we do, see, we, we are quite flexible there. I think our approach is, is very important. And as I said, trust, trust doesn't come on day one. You have to build it. So what we generally do in our approach, we want to make sure we we go and talk to the customer, understand their problem. Uh, Sometimes what we do, we call it as conversation to creation workshops where we really understand their problem and while understanding, we also execute some small pilots so that they can really understand in terms of how our tool will work but also what they can expect out of our tool. Just to give you a very simple example, we are doing one work with one of our large tobacco company uh, and their new client for us. What we did, we went there, we understood it from them. And then we did an execution of two months pilot. But at the end of the second month, they really know what they can expect and what they can't expect. But that's also very important. Right? If you want to build trust, it's not about what we can do. Sometimes it's also about to make sure what we can't do for you. And that become very clear for them. And now they want to decide and they want to just go uh, scale it up, actually. So that's how we land and then we build the trust and then we continue on the journey. Actually. You know,
0: we've covered a lot of ground in this conversation. I wonder if there are a couple of key takeaways you want listeners to think about a little further after we're done.
1: Jeff, I think for me, the three key takeaways, the number one is, you know, make the right investments to have the visibility across your supply chain network, internal as well as external. The number two is don't reinvent the wheel. Leverage the ecosystems created by companies like us, trade edge, uh, where you can directly jump on it and speed up your transformation journey. And the last but not least, number three, AI is going to be the game changer in the supply chain uh, ecosystem. So please leverage the technology and be ahead in the game from other side,
0: For people who may have questions, want to learn more, maybe pick your brain, what is the best way to
1: get in touch? Or they can always reach out to our website, www.edgeverb.com. Uh, and then you can contact via our website. I and mean, I'll be very happy they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. And, and I'll I'll ensure in terms of they are in touch with the right people internally. I always
0: appreciate when people uh, offer their LinkedIn. I think it's a very personal touch. I've certainly enjoyed speaking with you, and I encourage anyone who's been listening to this, if, if you've got some questions, Panita is a wealth of information and knowledge. So thank you so much for your time today. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me here. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.